Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Chris Rose Rotation on John Boy Media. It is Archie Bradley of the Philadelphia Phillies, and happy opening day to all of our amazing fans out there and our wonderful major leaguers, including you, Arch. Yeah, I mean, this is a national holiday. Opening day is as good as it gets. And uh, I think regardless of what season you have, there's something special about opening day. It is the start of a big league season. I'm honestly, I'm getting chills talking about it. So um, is it different now that you're in a different uniform? For sure. Um, this will be my first opening day, not as a Diamondback, which that's all I've ever known. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, Philly is... We talked about in the previous episode. They are, they're the fans for for better or for worse. And so I'm definitely excited to see what what Philly does for opening day. So what was your first opening day like? Do you remember it? Yeah. So I kind of have two um, in a way. I was part of in 2014. I went to Australia with the Do- with the Diamondbacks to play the Dodgers. Oh yes. Um, I was a non roster guy, and I got to be a part of opening day over in Australia. So wasn't in the big leagues yet, but I got to experience it. That was really cool. And then my first one in 2015, um, where I knew I was on the team, going to make my debut a couple days later, uh, was something I'll never forget. All right, let's start with Australia. I, I, I didn't even know that you had gone, but I remember that series. What was the coolest part of the entire thing? Honestly, I think just getting to go. Like, you know, a lot of guys complain about those trips, um, about the travel, and then mm-hmm. it's a pain. And I get it. I mean, I can definitely see it now being having a few years under my belt. But I just thought it was so cool, man. I'd seen in years past, I'd seen the, the all-star teams, you know, the, the, the series through Japan and, and playing overseas, playing in Mexico. And so to get to be a part of that and get to take baseball, um, they, they completely changed the, the Sydney cricket grounds. They turned it into a complete baseball facility for us. And the history that we were playing on over there, I think was, was the coolest thing I remember. Like there's such a rugby cricket, you know, pastime. And so to bring baseball over there and be a part of that whole thing was, I mean, cool. So did you get like any time to yourself over there? Did you get to go do anything that was neat or? or Oh yeah. I, I did it all. I mean, I was so young. I had no idea. I mean, I wasn't into the big league routine yet. I was just a young kid excited to be over there. I did the, the Sydney Harbor bridge climb. Bondi Beach, uh, went to a few nude beaches. Um, oh yeah, you got to experience it. You gotta, you gotta go walk around and and see the sights. You know, Arch, um, <laughs> were, were, were you the guy like who was peering behind the bushes with with your binoculars, or did you no, go? No, did you go I, full like here I am? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't that confident yet. Uh, the big leagues teaches you, you know, showering with other men, you kind of get used to being naked a little bit. That's a weird thing to talk about. But after a few years, it's like, oh, you know, you end up having hour long conversations in the showers with dudes. You're like, hey, we should probably, you know, take this to the locker room now. So, God, that's that's really it was interesting because you said um, I wasn't confident then. But I imagine if I transport 2021 Archie Bradley into Australia now you're like I'm letting it fly yeah and it wasn't it wasn't that I was embarrassed or not confident but it's like oh this is different and now it's just kind of like oh this is the culture like you aren't a weird guy if you drop your pants and walk around that's what they do over here you know this is what yeah. the beach is for so yeah I, w- I probably would go about it a little differently now that's for sure that, what about you you a new beach guy or, or is that a is that a pass well you got to remember I'm almost I'm almost double your age Arch <laughs> so things aren't um 
things aren't hanging the way they once did, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I got, I've, I think I have more hair on my back than you have on your chin. So I'd have know. to take There's care a lot of, of hair. <laughs> We're going to have to see that then. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a tough call. Uh, you know, I've always, I've always wondered it. Do, do I, you know, you only get one crack at this life. So why not? Like at the end of the day, like, I suppose if I were overseas in Australia, I'd be like, yeah, why, you know, sure. Give it a rule. Give it a whirl. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's only foreign to us. So it's not, right. you know, that's like I said, that's the culture over there in a lot of places. So experience it. And like you said, man, you do only live once. And uh, we've talked about it before. That's something I've taken advantage of in baseball is yeah. I have taken advantage of the opportunities and the, the privileges that are provided to us because we play baseball. Yeah. Did you ever swim out in the pool in Arizona or were you like, I'm not touching that thing? No, for sure. I actually, uh, I, uh, I had a few mornings where I would get there before getaway day and I'd go lay out in the pool. I'd bring a little floaty or a chair and, and go catch some sun. <laughs> you did not. Yeah, I swear. I promise before, before they went to the turf, especially they used to leave the roof open a, a lot. And so it would, it would be primetime sun, you know, an hour before we'd leave. So it's like, Hey, let's go catch some sun before we go on this road trip, you know? That is amazing. Did did you have people bring any like fruity drinks with umbrellas no, and stuff? I didn't have you know? every now and then we'd have a rehab guy or a guy who needed to, to do some workout in the pool and they'd be like, Hey, you care if we interrupt your, your lounge session? I'm like, yeah, I, I guess you got some baseball stuff to do so you can get in here. That is awesome. That is so, so good. Hey, I see. Uh, we got a, is what? that Philly sad just for me in the background or is it always there? Yeah, well, no, no. I Here's the thing. Like I love all six of my, rotation members the same so i rotate them so hey, I when you're on that. i yeah yeah I remember i pointed to the hat when we were talking about the team that has had the longest playoff drought in the national league and that's that would be your philly so i always put that there i'm, I'm thinking of you arch yeah i appreciate that that's big time i should have a, a vase of roses behind me next time by the way arch where where are you are you <laughs> are you in detention with dr pam i'm confused yeah so i am in uh I'm in some random office here at the Philly spring training complex. I thought that we played a day game today and we had scheduled this for tonight. And so I get to the field, I see my schedule and I'm not getting off the field till like four 30. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to do this podcast here. So uh, luckily the Phillies have been great. They afforded me uh, an office and I'm in an office here in spring training. So it's not like Girardi's office or anything. Are we going to no, find no, like not, a not the, not the skipper's office. I got these papers in front of me like I have something to show you, but it's more for show. <laughs> we got a lot of fun stuff coming up over the next several minutes. Uh, your former teammate out in Arizona, Zach Gallen, who's actually your roommate as well, is going to be joining us, right? That's correct. He, he was a room. He, he stayed at the house for a little bit. Uh, Zach was he was going to buy my house. I ended up selling it. So not so much roommates, just uh, Zach. Zach's a cool cat, man. He's as cool as they come. Um, and I thought he'd be a great guest for this show. The hot start he's gotten off this to his career. And now, you know, he's one of the guys over there in AZ. So um, I wanted the world to get to know Zach Gallon a little bit. Awesome. So we'll be, uh, we'll be chopping it up with him. Plus, um, have you, as you've been noticing, we've given each of the six members of the rotation a division to break down. So Archie's going to break down the, his old stomping grounds out in the National League West. So we'll cover that. We'll see how he did on his homework. I don't know. I always worry about guys with their homework. We'll see if he was able to turn. I, it I, I have it down, but it's not going to be up to your standard. I know that I was already okay. dreading this because 
I uh, there's there's a, a minor league kid, and I talked about this on my last segment. There's a minor league kid. He's he's here in big league camp. And I don't fully know his name, and he has an unbelievable mustache, unbelievable mustache. And he's actually caught me in a game before, so I'm kind of mad at myself that one. I don't know his first name. And two, I did not take a picture of his mustache. So my homework assignment is pushed back to my next episode when I'm going to come to you oh. with this picture. So you're going to have to – you can dock me, take away my gold star for the day. But – Well, I'll, I'll have to turn it in. It, it's really up to Mrs. Rose. It's not Chris Rose's well, homework. It's Mrs. Rose's homework. Here's what I would do um, with my mom as my principal because I, I tried to tell teachers, hey, look, you can report me to my mom if you want to. But whatever punishment you think I should get from this, I'm going to get double. So if you really want me to get in trouble, <laughs> I'll march my butt down to my mom's office. But if you and I can work something out in exchange here, I would be more than willing to, you know, work some things out before I go down to, to Dr. Pam's office and really get in trouble. Okay, so that's that's a great perspective. I would tell you this. I've been married to um, Mrs. Rose for 23 and a half years. Congratulations. Thank you. If your name was Archie Rose, I would say you want no part of her. <laughs> Since your name is Archie Bradley, I think you, um, you'll get some leniency in the courtroom. You know, like we talked about, I'm, I'm, even though I'm on the team, I'm, uh, I got some stuff I'm working on and I just let it slip. So I need no, to it's pass. okay. But you know, the, the first assignment of the year, I tell this to my kids. It's like, you always want to show it, but you know, if it's the first, assignment in September are they really going to remember when they're doing final grades in December how you did on that first first assignment so it's okay it's just I appreciate that okay all right but once again it's her call it's not mine I'll turn it into the teacher you have to let me know I will um I'm not sure if you saw the photo of your superstar teammate Bryce Harper (laughs) filling up gas full uni it's Bryce man Bryce being Bryce um, I think, uh, as I've gotten to know Bryce, um, Bryce loves baseball. And I think that was the perfect picture to show how much Bryce loves baseball. Um, for those that don't know, talking to our, our audience here, um, like for an away spring training game, uh, especially in Florida, we do most of our full day at the other team's field. So a typical day with testing is we have to come into our home ballpark. We have to take our COVID test for the day. And then you grab your bag and you drive to the field that you're playing at, the the stadium that you're going to play at. And depending on the stuff you had to do beforehand, the stuff you have to do when you get there, some guys go in street clothes or like you saw with Bryce, some guys put on their full uni and, and they, they take it right to the ballpark, you know? Um, And one, one thing I've, I've got to know with Bryce already, um, Bryce, Bryce gets ready early, like for whatever time the game is, Bryce already has his full uni on. So when I first saw that picture, I was like, yeah, that's, that's Bryce. So yeah, he decided to, to just, you know, he's Bryce, man. He can do what he wants. Sometimes it was great. All right. So I loved it. I've heard of stories like that. Um, What is the protocol? If you are a fan and you see Bryce Harper pumping gas in full uniform, are you allowed to go up and ask for a selfie an autograph, say hello what what do you think? I mean, I would. I, if if I if I was a fan of baseball, fan of anyone, you could you could be an actor, you could be a soccer player, doesn't matter. And I turn around and you're in uniform or you're in your your gig and you're pumping gas. Yeah, I'm for sure coming over to say hi. Like there's I, I don't very think there's a, 
Which brings up, this is random, but did you know, and I don't know if it's still as taboo in the big leagues, but you're not supposed to wear your team gear away from the field. Have you heard of that before? Well, I have. Okay, two things on that. Spring training is totally different because of the, what you were talking about with the yes. protocols and, and guys. So I think spring training is a different animal. I did hear of one guy who used to work in the front office of another team that wore his team gear to a strip club with all the guys. Okay. And no, that's, that's, that's probably a no, but you know, we get, we get, <laughs> we get six sweatshirts, we get cool shorts, cool Nike shirts, all this sick uh-huh. gear, but there's this taboo to wearing your gear outside of the field. And I don't get it. Like NFL, NBA guys, they rock mm. their logo. They rock their stuff all the time. Mm. But you see a big league guy, and I'm a guy, you know, I like gear. You wear it away from the field, and you just get blown up. Like, oh, we get it. You're a big league ball player. You play for the Phillies. And it's like, no, this is – I do play for the Phillies, duh. But, like, this is a sick shirt. This is a sick hoodie. Like, why would Go I not want to show this off? You know what? Maybe that should be a homework assignment for you sometime in the future. Just walk the streets of Philly – in an Archie Bradley Phillies jersey. I would either get a lot of like, like we don't know who you are or, you know, it would get pretty crazy there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wait until June and we'll see how the season's going. And then when you've <laughs> that's, got that's like probably a, a better play, when you've got like a one, six, seven and like 11.23 Ks per nine, then we're going to, we're going to roll that one out and you're like going to just, Oh man, that would be so, so good. I would love that. That's excellent. All right. uh, We've got uh, Archie's former teammate, Zach Allen, coming your way right after this. We will be back to the Chris Rose rotation right after this crazy free money giveaway from DraftKings. They're doing it again. Jim, baseball's back. Opening day coming up. That's You guys like baseball. That's why you're listening to this show. Yep. And if you bet $1... One dollar. One. On the team of your choice to win their next game. Yes. And if your team records a hit at any point in the game, you collect $100. Name a team. Blue Jays. I think they'll get a hit. Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, there have only been 304 no-hitters thrown since 1876, and only one has been thrown on opening day. So, you've got odds? Yeah. And I take them because it's a pretty good deal. Yes. Uh, you name a team. Giants. Take them. Lock. I was talking about the football giants. Ah, either way, this is happening at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's $1 to win $100. Every day they're going to have great odds and promotions. Top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code... Rose. When you sign up, turn $1 into $100 if the baseball team of your choosing records a hit. That's promo code Rose. To turn $1 into 100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Minimum $5 deposit, new customers only. Winnings paid out as $425 free bets. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I've decided everyone should pick the Pirates because they might make you sweat it out the most, but then eventually you will win, and that's the better feeling. Promo code ROSE on the Pirates. And we're back. All right. We are joined right now by a former teammate of Archie Bradley. He is one of the fine young pitchers of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Zach Gallen, who apparently just got off the slopes or something. What up, dude? How are you? What's going on? No, no slopes for me. Just this is how I keep the hair down. I got to rock the beanie or else it's everywhere. Dude, that is nice. He's got nice lettuce working, Arch. Are you surprised with the look on Gallon? Not not surprised at all. Uh, from the moment we got him, I wish he had his glasses on right now. That's that's his best look when he's got the specs on and, and he's ready to roll. They're so, at the field. Zach, Unfortunately, um, they're at the field. <laughs> that's all right. We don't we don't want you to run back and get him. You're you're good the way you look right now. So Archie told me at the beginning of the show that you guys weren't roommates that that you wanted to buy his house or rent his house and then he sold it. So, so what happened here in the transaction world? Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he kind of crumbed me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> Archie. So he gets traded sad day, obviously, you know, like it's tough to see Arch go. Um, and of course he's like, Hey, you want to rent my house? And I was like, yeah, of course I'll rent your house. Like if I don't find a spot to buy, he's like, all right, cool. And then, you know, on the side, meanwhile, Jay Lamb's like, nah, don't, don't rent Archie's house, rent mine. Like I'll rent it to you. So I'm like, all right. So going in the off season, I'm thinking I got two spots. I checked Zillow probably two weeks after the season's over. And I don't know how it came up, but it was sold. This house is sold. And I was like, that looks like Archie's backyard. So I texted him. I said, Hey, you sold your house. He said, yeah, just sold, kid. And I was like, you told me you could rent it. Like, I was like, what happened here? He's like, yeah, I just got a good offer, so I sold it. So I was, he kind of hung me out to dry a little bit. Arch? He's not wrong. You know, you got to call him how you see him. And he's definitely, uh, I definitely hyped him up. I got traded, and I had this, I had this vision. Zach can tell you, um, Chris, it'll be a, a episode for the future. But I think I've had man, 20 different big league dudes stay at my house since I bought it. Yeah. Like I'm going to write a book about it one day. Um, and so I thought I had this cool vision, like, man, it'd be so cool to, to pass it down to, you know, other diamondbacks players. And it'd be this diamondback house for the lifetime of AZ. And then, uh, a guy offered me some cash and I was like, Hey, never mind, We're going to sell this thing. <laughs> So wait a second, who's who stayed in that place? Oh man, Jake Lamb, uh, Dominic Leone, Nick Buss, Adrian Hauser. Um, um, gosh, I'm going blank. Peter O'Brien. Uh, gosh, okay, I had so the other day. I had like 16 guys listed. Mitch Haniger. Um. <laughs> What is this? Is this place a hostel for Arizona Diamondbacks players? What's going it, it on? It kind of was. It was. It was kind of a Red Cross house for a little bit. Any guy who was on rehab, John Duplantier. Um, I'm going to keep popping up names, but if if you lived in AZ or you were hurt, you needed a spot to stay. My house was the place to come to. Interesting. All right, so Zach, you got traded 
from the Marlins to the Diamondbacks. And Archie, as we know, is is quite the character. So when you first met him, what'd you think? Um, to be honest, I don't really remember like that whole, the whole getting traded is like such a whirlwind that, I mean, I was meeting all kinds of people and I was like, you know, you guys have to forgive me. I, the names are going to come, you know, it's going to be a little bit, but yeah, Archie, you know, he's, he's the entertainer. That's pretty much what, that's really what it comes down to. It was like entertainer. Um, and then, uh, Archie, so what do you, I think you graduated what, 2011 and from high school. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yep. Yeah. So like he's years older than me in high school. So like, I mean, I was a perfect game, like rat all the time. Like, I mean, I was all over perfect game, just reading about everything. So I knew of Arte, knew he was a quarterback, all this stuff. So like pretty much everything that was in that just fit right within like the QB one, like all that. So it was the entertainer, the, the, the leader. So yeah, it was, uh, uh but now nah, it was awesome, especially coming up, you know, getting traded, being young. Like he just kind of was like, Hey, you know, you're here do what you got to do. And, you know, try and be successful. Archie, is that, is that a role that you, you know, you wanted to play when it's not easy when guys, especially young guys get traded because all of a sudden it becomes a business like that. So I think young guys in general, whether you're your first time up in the big leagues, you're like Zach who had some time, but I've transferred high schools. I've been traded myself now. And, and the worst is walking into a room and not, having someone to go to, like not even one guy, you know, who you can know, you can go to his locker. Hey, where, where's, where's the training room? Where's this? And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I pride myself in being that guy. I like being some sort of comfort, even if I am a little loud and intimidating to start, you know, I am a guy who's gonna, gonna come up to you and let you know, like, Hey, here's how we do things. Here's where you should go. Let me know if you need anything. Cause I remember when I was walking around, you know, like a freaking, just wide-eyed kid not knowing where anything was what to do and all all I think anyone wants is someone who they can kind of trust and, and believe in a little bit to to ask some questions and and help them get through the day I don't think Zach needed me fully in that thing but just you know first day in first weekend he knows he has a guy that he can come to and is going to help him out and it's interesting because Zach that was the second time you've been traded like you were drafted by your childhood dream team the St. Louis Cardinals, and all of a sudden they ship you over to Miami in the Osuna yeah. deal. Did that rock your world? Yeah, just it was that that whole just trade was was a wild story in and of itself. You know, I grew up a Cardinals fan, like you said. Um, and the Cardinals do like winter workout camps type of deal throughout the offseason. And that year we had played all the way to the AAA championship, which got done like September 19th. The first camp was October 1st. The next camp was like somewhere in October. The next camp was like November. And then the last one was in December. So the first one was like, I'm exhausted. Like I can't turn around two weeks, go back to this workout camp. Like I take, you know, at least a few weeks to get, you know, recharged. The second one, my buddy was getting married. And then the third one, I was like, like you know, I was trying to figure out what the schedule was. The Cardinals made this whole, you know, thing about, you know, me coming back for the camp and whatnot. And after a while, uh, we kind of, they were just like, all right, just come down for a couple days just so we can check on you, make sure everything's, you know, fine, whatever. I go down there, have like a little exit meeting at the end of the, the camp thing. It was like two days and they were like, Hey, we know you didn't have to come. Thanks for, thanks for showing up. We really appreciate it. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever it's fine. Meanwhile, it was 40 degrees in Florida in, in December. So I was already mad that I was like, man, it was warmer at home in New Jersey than it was in Florida. 
So I'm in the airport getting ready for my flight home and, and we see that there's a potential trade going on. And at the time, the only name that was thrown out there was, was Sandy Alcantara. So I'm thinking like, oh, I'm safe. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. I just got drafted. They're not going to do whatever. I had a connection, a connector flight in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And as soon as the plane hit the ground, it was like my phone just wouldn't stop vibrating. And I'm like, that's kind of odd. Get a call from my agent. He's like, hey, just give me a call when you get a chance. I'm like, all right. Check Twitter. And my, my name was everywhere. And I was like, oh, man, I just got traded. They made me come down. And then as soon as on the plane ride home, they're like, all right, let's get him out. Let's send him. Let's just pack his bags. Get him out of here. So, yeah, that was that was my first trade story. And, Zach, you were uh... – you were teammates with my buddy over in St. Louis, one of my high school teammates, Jacob Evans, right? Yeah, Bob. Yeah, Jacob Evans, uh, one of the first guys I met. He actually, we actually lived together in Springfield. I think, it was, yeah, in, in 20, 2017, we lived together in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, so Chris, so we he was roommates. minor league teammates with uh, Jacob Evans, who's a left-handed pitcher drafted by the Cardinals. He's now a pitching coach at a D2 in Oklahoma. But I knew a little bit about Zach before from one of my best friends from back home who, yeah, played with them, and they had actually lived together when he was with the Cardinals. Oh, that's awesome. That's small world. And then, and then, yeah, tiny world, because you ended up making your major league debut against the Cardinals, and you, you shoved. Yep. You, you could say it. You shoved. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd like to have gone a couple more innings. Dude, Zach had to – I mean, you can look it up, Chris – arguably the best professional start to a career that you could have as a starting pitcher. I mean, I'll, I know you were going to bring it up. We had talked about it beforehand, but I got to witness it. I got to watch it as the streak was approaching tying, which you, you probably know the, the, you want to say what the actual record was that he broke. I think it was, it wasn't the number of consecutive starts to begin a career where you went at least five innings and gave up less than, than a certain. Yeah. Less than three. Yeah, right, it was, Zach? it was, uh, most, yeah. And most starts, I think it was consecutive to let up three runs or less. I think is what it was. And yes, three runs or less somewhere in there. I'll speak for him before he, he digs himself a little bit. It was so impressive to watch. Um, like <laughs> dude, stop. It was, uh, you know, at the time we'd had Zach, I'd seen Zach, the other Zach, Zach Grinky. I'd seen Grinky do a lot of cool stuff with his time with the, with the D backs. I saw Pat Corbin throw a one hit shutout. I saw a lot of guys do a lot of cool stuff, but in person watching Zach week to week go through that. And yeah, it was, what the number end up being Zach, how many games before you gave up more than three runs? I think it was, I think it was 23. So for 23 starts, I got to watch, I think, how many did you make before you got traded? Like seven, maybe seven or eight. But this dude gets to us, and I remember it was like three starts in a row. He had Dodgers, Rockies, Dodgers, like just two of the best lineups in baseball. And this dude just carved them up. I mean, I think he went like eight shutty in LA, seven two runs in Colorado, and then back against the Dodgers. Um, and real early on, you could tell. And I'm 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 digging you, Zach. But it was like, hey, this kid is he's different, man. He's got it figured out. So what was going right? And did you realize that you were on that kind of role? Um, yeah, I kind of had an idea. This this guy kept tagging me in these things on on Twitter about this, you know, record or whatever. And you know, baseball always has like their crazy the records and whatnot. So this guy's tagging me in these things, and I'm like, 
you know, all right, whatever. And then, you know, another good start. And then it's popping up more and more. And then I knew at the time the National League record was like 18. I think it was. And that stretch was Dodgers. Like, I think it was Dodgers, Dodgers at Coors, and then the Astros. And I was like, all right, if I can at least get the, like, the National League record, I'll earn it. I never even thought about getting the big league record, you know. So it was just like, if I get these three, like, cool. Like, that's something, you know, I can, you know, hang my hat on or whatever. But at the time, I mean, I really wasn't going out there and trying to do anything different. Like, my job is basically to try and throw up a quality start every time. So it was just like the, the record works with what I'm trying to do. And, you know, it just kind of took care of itself. But, yeah, it was it was a crazy – it was – after a while, like, once I got the record, I was like, all right, how much longer is this thing going to go on? It was kind of like the, the the pressure started to build more so after I got the record than, like, leading up to it. It was just like, hey, let's just go out there and do your job and see what happens. Yeah. Well, it's been an awesome ride for you so far. Well, and obviously it. you hit a little turbulence this season. We know that you got, yeah, you, we know that you got something going on, unfortunately with your, your pitching elbow and you did it while hitting. So I know a ton of diamondbacks and, and baseball fans in general want to know how, like, how we doing? Okay. Zach. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Um, you know, just a, a small little hairline stress fracture, the radial head. So nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, it could have been way worse. So I'm kind of glad that, you know, it's something, something tiny and, and, you know, I should, should be back in no time, but uh, everything feels good. Good. I'm in good spirits. You know, we got a good staff here, a good training staff. So they're, uh, I'm in good hands. But Chris, okay. well, that's you... why, sorry. That's no, why like that little run he went on. Like I, I tell guys like, yeah, I know it may be a cheesy record. Like you said, Zach, it seems like every other day, some guy does something and they put numbers together and he's the first guy to do it since whenever, you know, and it's like, okay, how many different options that we put together, but either way, man, like your little injury now, like I always tell guys, don't take that stuff for granted. Like I'm not saying you have to hang that shit on your wall by any means, but I mean, you just never know when, when, what's going to happen or what's going to happen next or when you're going to get hurt or when you're going to get traded. And like, I mean, you can you can let people know that arguably you had the best start to your professional career of anyone in baseball history. And like it's something little, but dude, that's really freaking cool. Like that's that's really cool. Tiny, tiny like little tidbit on that is I actually met Aaron Seal and had no idea that he held that record. I met him in the New Orleans, um, like, you know, dining room, whatever, in, in AAA. He was a scout for the Marlins, I think, at the time um and he just introduced himself but just only said hey my name's aaron like nothing you know whatever and he actually texted our pr he actually texted josh and was like hey you know zach does and i was like that's a small world like i met this guy i mean you know less than a year ago and then here i am like breaking his record like i just thought i think like that was one of the cooler like moments of the whole thing like outside like the performance was i actually met him didn't really know it was him and then come to find out, you know, so yeah, it was kind of a small world. Yeah. And by the way, for all the old guys that are sitting there, they're all, it's that's Aaron Seeley, but I don't expect a kid that's like 25 years old. To know Seeley, sorry. Because sorry. I said, no, 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 I, sorry. no, I'm so old that I saw the beginning and end of his career, Zach, that's how old. So like <laughs> I was there when Aaron Seeley was doing all that stuff. So there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. So by the way, you got hurt once again when you were swinging the bat and I don't want to delve too much into this, but if Archie was still a diamondback, he would have gotten up and pinch hit for you because I don't know if you heard, but he got a really big triple in a playoff game and thinks that 
yeah, he's the greatest hitting pitcher since Babe Ruth. You know, <laughs> when, when this injury happened and then I'm like, oh, I'm going on the podcast with RG. I'm like, I have a feeling that somehow the triple is going to come into play. <laughs> and here it is. I mean, you could you could have written it up any better. It was like, yeah, I know the triple is going to come into play. So, yeah, I think, no. uh, Chris, you oh, can yeah, ask I, that. I, I've seen that. I do, um, I think. I'm pretty sure that uh, someone in Arizona mentions my triple every day. I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just a rumor I heard that my triple gets brought up at least every day around the field. You know. Yeah, we actually we we actually have a uh, every morning. You know, someone brings it up. It's like kind of you know, all right, Archie's triple, and then everyone goes on about their day. That's usually how that's usually how it goes. I love it. I love it. Okay, bud. Um, let's take you back to your college days at UNC, North Carolina, a wonderful, wonderful program. And here is a freshly shaven uh, Zach Gallon with a bunch of teammates. And here is your coach, Mike Fox, doing an interview. And a bunch of your buddies do one of the greatest video bombs ever with the whole banana skit. I mean, you got to have some serious balls to do this behind your head coach, don't you, Zach? That is that that's actually that is Ryder Jones's younger brother, Utah Jones, with the banana right there going after it. I mean, I personally so they did that video bomb and then they did the one behind me a couple weeks later, and I thought this was the better one. That one got oh, they're more, gonna show uh, it. Yeah, th see, I th this one's good, but the one with the banana I thought was creative, was funny, was off the top. This one they kind of game planned for they well, not game plan, but they knew it was coming, so they were they were uh. They were had ideas turning all day, and then I think they just went freestyle. Uh, and, and this, you know, you've seen that's probably yeah. Dude, that kid's moves are incredible. Who is that? That's Taylor Sugg. He Taylor Sugg was like a, a campus legend for like two years because of that. like there's there's the dancing kid, there's the, the photo bomb kid. Like I mean, it was it was kind of crazy. It got out of hand. Like the the local news was around. Like it it was a pretty big deal for a little while. Was it any of the kids that could actually play that did that, that did the skits or does always the guys that are just riding the pine and having fun and, you know, shit talking the other team, the whole nine innings. <laughs> well, actually those guys were all good players. Uh, Utah, was, they were all freshmen at the time. So like their time just hadn't come yet to get a spot on the field, but Utah was a really good defense, like really good defender. Um, Sug was a reliever, like stud, and then Logan Welch was the guy with the goggles. Who that's my, I think that's my personal favorite with the with Gatorade cups and another, <laughs> you know, freshman reliever. So it was more about just like their time hadn't come yet. But yeah, they were those guys were awesome that year. I mean, we we just we lacked a little bit of, um, you know, kind of rah rah, I guess, you know, for lack of a better word, in the dugout. And those guys brought it pretty much every single game. And it was, yeah, that was that was one of the reasons that. You know, we just had a little bit of success that year. It was those guys were behind us pretty much every game. Uh huh. See, Arch, see what you missed out on by by you know taking those millions instead of going to Oklahoma. <laughs> you see? Hey, I made some college memories. We'll just they aren't they aren't video video worthy. You know. <laughs> you had a little change, a little more change in your pocket too. Dude, so they're probably a little more fun, right? Just a little bit, you know, just a fresh Range Rover rolling around campus. No biggie. <laughs> Zach, I bet you you were a good student at Chapel Hill. Um, I, I was, 
I was okay. I was probably middle of the pack. Um, I was a good student growing up. And then I got to college and kind of said to my mom, how's eligible sound? Does that work for you? <laughs> three, three, oh, three, five, that doesn't work. Okay, good. As long as I can get on the field. So I was like, and she's like, oh, whatever, whatever. So she, she's probably not too happy about me saying that. But I was like, hey, like, you know, a two, five, between a two, five and a two, three point oh, that works, right? Yeah, it's fine. All right. So that's, that's what we went with. Especially at Carolina. Are you kidding me? That's no joke. I really, I wanted to go to North Carolina, but when I was applying to school, they were accepting like 12% of kids from out of state and I was not good enough to get in there, but I always wanted to go to UNC, man. It's still, it's still the same. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's such an incredible place. I mean, the campus, like it, it's one of those places that if, if someone gets a chance to go there and, I'd say April or you go in like October. I mean, there's not a better place, in, especially a college campus. There's just something different about that campus. And yeah, it's, but still same thing. They're not let, not many out-of-state kids are going there. So I got, you know, unbelievably, you know, fortunate to go there and, and experience that. And yeah, it was, it was crazy. By the way, Arch, that would have been a great place for you. Like, I know that you're an Oklahoma guy through and through, and I get that, but you could have played college baseball there and college football like they've got a really really good program they, that would have been a solid and they're a jumpman school they're they're you know they're the they're the they're founder um i mean you know gotta put the plug in there you know a plug i mean <laughs> i was waiting for that that took way longer than i thought it would i mean you ever- and i have you know um Seth Luttrell was offensive coordinator there for a while. He still may be there um, on the football side. So, and then obviously they got Mac Brown there, Texas legend. Um, and then, yeah, they're jump man. I mean, so it would have worked out perfect. Uh, that would have been nice. Um, on a, on a previous uh, podcast, Zach, we had former high school teammates, Stephen Brault and Joe Musgrove um, join the frame. I was like, God, that is a, mm-hmm. so awesome. And of course you got the Harvard Westlake kids of Lucas Giolito who's a member of the Chris Rose rotation, oh. Jack Flaherty and Max Freed. But you also pitched with a current major leaguer. So fill us in on that one. I did. Yeah. Devin Smelter was, I've actually known Devin um, since I was nine, nine or 10. I think it was, we all kind of okay. grew up. Um, all those guys that glasses, live in that town. Glasses, you guys both there, smelts, right glasses there, together? Smelts actually rocked the glasses before I did. I didn't need the glasses until I got to college. I had trouble seeing the signs with, you know, light and astigmatism and all that stuff. Smelts was wearing them way before me. So I, I guess I kind of jacked the swag, I guess, a little bit on the, <laughs> on, the, on the glasses. But, yeah, we'd known each other since I was probably nine. Um, we grew up together. Um, I, I first met Dev right around when he was going through – you know, his, his cancer when he was a kid growing up. So like, Mm -hmm. that was just like, I mean, I still get chills talking about it now. Just, I mean, seeing what he went through as a kid, like the whole just kind of town rally behind him. Um, and then just getting to be a part of like, you know, his baseball journey and stuff like that. We still check in with each other, you know, I'd say once every couple of weeks. So it's, it's cool just to have somebody, one that you've grown up with and, you know, went to high school with and, and all that type of stuff, but on, you know, a whole different level of somebody who's gone through something like that and achieved their dreams. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's one of the, probably the coolest moments I've seen so, so far, you know, just in my have journey, you, just have you pitched being able to stand from afar and see him succeed. I haven't, no, but we, we almost lined up against each other. So my last start in, 
Miami was against the Twins. And Dev was supposed to – he was scheduled to start that day. And then they I think somebody came off the DL and they wound up sending them down. So, like, I mean, that would have been just insane. He would We would both had to hit against each other. Like, it would have just been, yeah, just a super cool experience. But hopefully one day. Have awesome. have, you, have you, like, played against him, though? Like, watched him pitch while you were on the other team? Um, I don't think I have. Not since – I did. I did in summer ball. Yeah, in summer ball, he was he was in Hyannis when we were in the Cape together. I think he had thrown against us. Um, I didn't pitch though, but that's that's the last time I've seen him. We haven't we haven't um, been together in, in minor league ball. So yeah, that's the last time I saw him was. I think we were both freshmen or sophomore in college, whatever it was, something like that. So that's the last time I've actually seen him pitch, person. Wow, that's awesome. Because well, Chris, I've had I've had a uh, you know Bundy Hauser Fulmer. I've pitched against Hauser in the same game, but I've had I've got to watch both those guys start games and Fulmer against my team. And it's a weird emotion because obviously you want your team to win, but you want your homeboy and one of your best friends to do well because his career and, and everything is on the line. So I found like in those games, man, I'm in a very weird emotional spot with like wanting to win, but I want my my homeboy to, you know, mm-hmm. do decent enough where he's not, you know, getting booed off the mound, but it's a weird deal. Yeah, I imagine. And Zach, for you, a guy that's been traded twice, but you've stayed in the National League, I imagine you have pitched against friends of yours that you've come up with through the minor leagues or whatever, right? I have, yeah. I mean, probably all of them now at this point. It's like pretty much everyone I know that's been in the National League or even in the American League, I've pitched against them. So, I mean, it's always cool. You know, you kind of give a little – hat tip or whatever it is it's you know it's and then you get bragging rights depending on whatever happens but yeah it's it's super cool um I, for me like I, I just think of pitching as a good chess match so for me it's I get to think of the chess match of how to get out my buddy or a guy I play with or you know taking something that I saw in 2018 and use it against them so yeah it's I mean it's cool just to face those guys that you know now playing on this is my third team I, I've been been teammates with, with quite a few you know amount of guys Nice. Hey, uh, two quick things before we let you go. One is you grew up about 10 miles from where uh, Archie's going to uh, pitch for the first time as a Philadelphia yep. Philly. What is he in store for with those Philly fans? <laughs> um, you're in store for a, a lot of people that are very, very passionate um, about their sports, like really passionate. Um, you're also in store for it. I think a lot of my high school buddies said that they're going to come down to the bullpen and probably heckle you is, is what it sounds like to me. Um, they're like, Oh, Archie's <laughs> coming to Philly. Tell him we'll be there on opening day, just wearing them out. So that, that you should also be uh, ready for. Um, and then you're also, you know, in, you know, in line for some good food, man, there's some really good food around there. Um, but ultimately, I mean, the, the fans are just very passionate. Um, yeah. It's, it, they care about their sports and that's, that's what it is. Nice. Okay, that's going to be awesome. All right, this is what we do uh, every time on the Rose Rotation. We spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. It'll land on a category, and you guys will each get to answer it. So here we go. Always a good spin. Another good spin. Thank you. Ooh, let's play two. Okay, so that means that either John Boy or Jake gets to ask the question. We will keep our fingers crossed that it's semi-intelligent. Here we go, Jake. If you could create your dream concert, 
Who's playing and where is it? Ooh, Zach? Dream concert? Is it me? Am I going first? Yeah, you're All right. Up. Dream concert and where is it at? Is that what the question was? Wow. I don't even know. I I think I have a lot. Uh, I mean, I like OAR. I've seen them, though, at the Innings Festival a couple years ago. So that was that was off the list. Dave Matthews band. Um, I think one that would be really cool. They're not one of my favorites, but I think it would be really cool to see them would be Queen. I think Queen at Madison Square Garden, I think, would be like. Uh, just a cool like experience just in and of itself oh, MSG. yeah nice we'll put you in the delorean and set it for 1985 yeah That'd right cool. yeah. all right arch all right i'm 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 going city based i'm going meek mill after a philly world series at the stadium <laughs> yeah. god oh, you are really playing it up yeah for such a panderer you're just pandering to the people yeah, you know like, like, like Millie says, ain't a place in Philly that I can't go, you know? So <laughs> this is true. I've also, hey, I've seen, nice. I've seen me. That's Mill, nice. So, yeah. Hey, Zach, we appreciate, we appreciate. Yeah. That's a, that's a solid one. No question. Uh, Zach, we appreciate the time. Um, you're not only a guest, but you also, we leave you with a parting gift. So before we, uh, we boot you out of here for the day, here you go. What pitcher doesn't want a K? I'm not talking about in the scorebook. I'm talking about at the end of your first name. It drives us nuts that your name is spelled Z-A-C. So, Zach, take an extra K with you on the way out. I love that. I love that. There you go. Z-A-C. You you know, it's tough. You're welcome. You're welcome. Zach, it was uh, great getting to know you, man. Uh, enjoy the pool. I hear the setup at you the house. You want to see it? I'll give you a little MTV ridiculous. tour a little bit. So, yeah, you need to send oh. send me a send me a, a picture when you get off All here. Right, send me a picture that. so I can send it to Chris so he can see this thing. Yeah. Well, you, right, you know we what? Could, take us. We could do it. Now. Take us on the ninety second tour. Let's see how we do. Let's go. All right, we could do, we could do a ninety second tour. Let me see. Let me get the thing turned around here. We'll go outside. I mean, the, the the view I think is ultimately what what sets this this spot apart. But you kind of walk right out off oh my Camelback Mountain, and it's a it's a it's a pretty good spot. And then you know you got the pool right there, and just that is impressive. Hanging out, like right. Let's see. I'll turn it around. Like right around here, the sun just comes up six thirty in the morning. Camelback Showhouse. That ain't bad. Party at Gallons yeah, when we all get yeah, out there. So, hey Zach, get healthy. We look forward to seeing you out <laughs> after there. After COVID's the over, yeah. After after COVID slows down. Awesome. Hey, listen, dude. Thanks so much. It was great getting to know you. Get healthy, and uh, we look forward to all seeing right. you on the bump at some point this year. All right. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate you, my guy. What a great dude. He's the best, dude. He is 
as calm, cool, and collected as they come for a kid who had a ton of success to start his career. Like his demeanor yeah. was what I was most drawn to. Like when he was going through those those starts, and it was so impressive because we noticed it. I mean, I'm pin guy. I mean, damn, Zach's in the sixth inning again. Zach's in the seventh. Zach's in the seventh with no runs again. And you just started to see it. And I saw the way he handled it. I saw the way he answered questions. I saw, you know, he still doesn't obviously have anything, everything figured out. No one does, but he has a really, really good head between his shoulders. Like where barring, you know, what he's going through now, I think he's going to be successful for a really long time. Yeah. He looks like the sort of guy that is the same dude every day. Like it just stays like this, right? I'm telling you one time he was going through this streak. And I think the most I'd ever seen from Gallon was one of these, like he had a big punchy <laughs> and he like gave a tiger woods, a little putt fist pump. And I was like, Zach, is that all I'm going to get out of you is a fucking fist, a freaking fist pump. Like, let me see some excitement. You're the best pitcher in the national league right now. And I'm getting a little wussy fist pump. Like, give me a scream, like slam your glove one time. You're nasty, bro. Like, let me see it. Yeah, and he'd be like, guy, guy, I'm just, you know, I'm just pitching. And I'm like, yeah, you are. You're just pitching. That was a hell of a move by the Diamondbacks. Speaking of which, uh, it is time for you to break down your old division with a few questions about it. Uh, first question is, true or false, the Padres have significantly closed the gap on the Dodgers in the race for divisional supremacy. Yes and no. Uh, I don't know if oh, the answer works. Oh, wait a second. You stop right there. I cannot handle yes and no. You, it's either yes or no. Um, uh, I'll say no. Win the division and then you can talk. Like, that's something I learned. The Dodgers, they, they, they've, what, won eight divisions in a row? Like, yeah. win a division and then you can start that conversation. Don't be wrong. The, the players they've added, it's incredible. The Padres are going to be so much fun to watch. Um, I'm happy I'm out of that division now. Um, didn't get in the easier division, but, uh, I think, I think until you knock those guys off the top, you can't, you can't say that yet. Yeah. They're really good though, man. Adding Darvish and Snell and Musgrove, uh, it's, and I think and, you're going to see, you know, I heard him talk the other day. I think you're going to see Musgrove. I think you're going to see him jump back up. Not that he's been down by any means, mm -hmm. but he was on a really bad pirates team and he's a guy that, that was their one over there. And now you put him. You put anyone over there, but you put a guy like him with, with that talent behind him. I think you're going to see Joe have a heck of a season this year. Yeah, and I think those 19 battles, like I know you're a baseball junkie, and if you get done on the East Coast and you know you don't have anywhere to roll at night, you're going to throw on one of those Dodger Padres games late night just to kind of gauge your interest, right, aren't you? Oh, without a doubt. Now you have two Cali teams like an hour and a half, two hours away from each other. That's going to yeah. be a really fun, fun good. two teams to watch. All right, up next, agree or disagree that the Giants are one good offseason spending spree from being back in the NLS discussion? Disagree. Hmm. Disagree. I mean, still still have remnants of the championship guys over there, Croft, Belt, Posey. Um, but, you know, looking at I, – I love to look at starting rotation and project that going forward and um from help from you you know i think all their starters are, are free agents after this year they're in the last um, year of their respective deals you are correct and again i'm never going to talk bad on a guy but uh cueto gosman who else is over there dace clefani alex, alex wood um yeah all those guys great pitchers but 
none of them that stand out is like, okay, here's our one, two, you know, and, right. and all those guys are good arms. I mean, Gosman's throwing a hundred now. Disco's yeah. going to have a bounce back year for sure. Cueto has been doing it for 10 plus years. I mean, talent wise, they're there, but with, with what we just talked about between the Padres and the Dodgers, um, the Giants would have to do a whole lot to really get back in that race. Yeah, I think that Farhan has done a really nice job turning over the farm system. It's an organization, though, that is not afraid to spend when they know that they're ready to go. Yeah. So I, you, to me, sorry. No, I, I was just saying that I think at the after this year, if there's some big name free agent pitchers available or other guys via trade where they don't mind taking on big contracts. They're going to step on the gas, but they yeah. know that right now it's Dodgers, Padres, and then it's the rest of the division. They, they know that. Well, and they have to, again, speaking now as a fan, I mean, between Crawford, Belt, Posey, I mean, those guys are getting up there. They're still great mm -hmm. players, but you, you, you know, you don't have a, a ton of time left with those guys to maximize what they yeah. bring you know, to the field. So. No. And, and like their, their best players like Donovan Solano and Dickerson and Yastrzemski, like they're not 22 years no. old or 23. So it'll no. be interesting to see how much they're going to rely on those guys as like tent poles for the organization moving forward. I think they're in a fascinating spot. I'll, I'll be curious to watch them. Uh, next question. The Rockies, I guess this is more of a statement I'm making. The Rockies won't ever win a division because it's just too damn tough to develop pitching in the thin air out there. You agree or disagree? I'd have to agree with that. Um, outside of... Uh... Jorge, old George De La Rosa, who I think had a winning record at Coors Field, one of the few pitchers in the history there. It's just right. a tough place, man. Um, you know, you look at Kyle Freeland and, and the, the couple of years he's had since being up and John Gray, and they put together spurts of being Cy Young guys. I mean, you look at the mm -hmm. year Freeland had a few years ago and, and some of the games John Gray has put together, and it just seems those guys have tough job consistently pitching well. Um, you know, they go on streaks and they may handle Coors well for a little bit, but it just seems like it always comes back to bite them in the ass. All right. So I'm curious, is it, is it really that tough? Like even uh, if for a, you, you sent me these notes and it honestly, it made me tingle because if you look at my career in Arizona, not just Coors, but you look at Coors, but you look at the Rockies, I've given up half my career runs to the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> like I had a couple stretches a few years ago in Colorado where I think I gave up 13 or 14 runs in Colorado. It was like half the runs I gave up the whole season happened in Colorado. So screw that place. So it, it fucks with your mind, doesn't it? Oh, with that. I mean, ever you, other teams may say, so I can sit here and try to be a Billy badass and tell you it's all mental and shit doesn't affect but dude, it's a different game there. I mean, the way we eat, the way we drink. I mean, I go into Colorado for a series. I'm not taking one sip of alcohol while I'm there. Like the altitude is different. We don't condition the same. We don't really lift when we're there. Um, it's just a complete different feel, man. Even when you get back, like we'd get back home to Arizona and you're like, shit, thank God we're out of there, man. Like my body just feels like ass right now. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't recover the same. I don't breathe the same. Not a fan of that place. Looks so pretty though. It's got a oh, beautiful it's... bullpen. It looks like a national park out and there. And that's what I mean. The city of Denver, the park, the pond or, or fountain thing out in the bullpen. It's beautiful. It's great skyline at night, but pitching there, I'm, I'm happy. I'm out of that place, man. <laughs> Oh, Archie, I love your honesty. Last one. I'm not sure if you saw about the Dodger traveling party there. They bought a billboard thanking the Red Sox for Mookie Betts and put it right across the street from Fenway Park. 
ultimate troll job or a little bit too far below the belt? I mean, my thing is when you're winning, you can kind of do whatever you want. So I would say ultimate troll job. I mean, not you're, you know, sports history better than I do, but not very many times does a organization like the Red Sox trade a guy like Mookie to another contending powerhouse team that is of equal status to the Red Sox. Like you say the Boston Red Sox and you say the Los Angeles Dodgers, I would say they're, they're here Mm -hmm. in terms of status. So to see an MVP guy like Mookie go across the country to another powerhouse, it's kind of like, what the hell are we doing? And then he goes off and wins a world series there. And so honestly, in, in the, without being sensitive, I think it's beautiful. Like what a great play by Dodgers fans, whoever was behind that tip of the cap to you. That's, that's pretty great. I love it. And I wish we would see more of that in baseball. I mean, like, yes, I go back to my, my time in Arizona and you can pull up some clips. I had probably three or four dustups for the Dodgers where I almost caused fights. I was very outspoken and my thing, it was never personal. It was never like I hated the Dodgers, even though I kind of did, or I hated the players, but it was, it was for me, what makes sports great. Like you want to talk about a rivalry, let's make a rivalry. Let's, you know, I think some guys are scared to put themselves out there because, Oh, what I said yesterday, that's why I gave up a home run today. No, the reason you gave up a home run today because you threw a fucking terrible fastball to Cody Bellinger right down the middle, and he's an MVP candidate. Not because of the comment that I said I think we're better than the Dodgers last weekend. Um, And so I think, you know, some guys get a little too sensitive and take things too personal. It's like, man, if if you're winning, you can kind of do what you want. And if you're losing and you stink, get better. Like that's that's the saying that sticks with me the most. If you don't like it, play better. It's as simple as that. I love the perspective. I'm curious if you were at a charity function or just some sort of outing and there were a bunch of Dodgers players there and in particular guys that you jawed with over the years, would you go up to them and be like, Hey, what's up? Or would you stand on the other side of the room? Yeah. Like, uh, for example, Justin Turner, I, I love playing against Justin Turner, but I hate playing against him at the same time. Like just, that that aura of LA and, and the atmosphere they create and the way their players act, which I would act 10 times as worse as they did if I was a Dodger. But, you know, you kind of get this, the Diamondbacks, we're in the West, we're, we don't get as many fans, we don't have as much money, we're not Hollywood. So you kind of go into Dodger Stadium with the chip on your shoulder, with a little edge and a little like, I don't know, high school rivalry, like screw the Dodgers, man. They get all this money, they get all the draft picks, they lose a guy, they trade for him. None of these guys know what it's like to freaking grind, you know, in this lower half of the NL West here. So, you know what, when we beat them, I do. I take a little more pride when we beat the Dodgers, when we sweep them and we, we beat them. And yes, you're winning the division by 30 games, but you know what, we beat you guys for these two games. So fuck off, okay? <laughs> we were better than you for these games and I take it personal and I'm proud that we beat you guys. Yes, I know you're fucking going to go win the World Series, but you know what, today we were better than you were. And I don't see uh, what's wrong with talking about that. Nothing. Don't stop. Never. Do not stop. Thank you. Um, that was unbelievable. That's a, that's our look through the National League West. That was an amazing preview of a division that is not yours. Job well done, my friend. Uh, before we get out of here, we talked about the the homework assignment. So we are we're gonna we're gonna pile on. I know it's the beginning of the season, yeah. but you always have a few extra off days. So I know you're gonna take care of the beard thing. I feel good about that. Your other homework assignment is. Since you are one of the fan-friendliest players in MLB, you need to video an interaction with a fan. Now, that could be in a Philly bullpen, and one of your dudes could have a camera out there, one of your social media types. 
I imagine is, this one, this is like a layup. Is writing it down on a like whiteboard, is that just for visual effects, like for your own personal touch? Yeah, well, my wife has wonderful penmanship, as you can see. <laughs> and she used to, you know, she used to write it on the on the board. And I think she misses that aspect of the of teaching, you know, a little bit. So do, do you not like the board? No, I love the board. Up. I actually, I'm a big board guy myself. Like uh, I, I write stuff down and when I get home, if there's something I really need to remember, I have a whiteboard I travel with and I, I go to the whiteboard and that's my go-to. Okay. Is it, is it too much to throw two homework assignments on you, Archie? Can you no. do both of those? No, I can, I can handle both. I can do that. I'll get you the facial hair and I will definitely get you some interaction of me with a, with a diehard Philly fan, like hopefully full accent, stains on their t-shirt like full go it's got to be a big gut too i mean yeah. it can't be like some dude that's in shape it's got to be like oh guy who's who's on his third cheesesteak of the day you know right and it's 9 a.m yes I mean, like that's that's the key arch um you crushed it again man and i i want to thank you for snagging zach gallon good kid a lot of fun uh we learned a lot about him and, and about you as we continue yeah. to dive into this Did you have um, a good time I had a great time. I want to say something real quick if I can. I don't know if we're still rolling. I want people to Absolutely. hear this. Uh, yes. Quick shout out. I want to give a shout out to Jeff Mathis. Um, he is, I may be premature. This is a week going, so we may have to edit this a little different, but Jeff is hanging it up. Um, he's, he's, he's calling it a quit to the career, retiring after 14, 15 years in the big leagues. Ultimate guy behind the dish. Like, Jeff, I hope you get a chance to listen to this. I will never be able to thank you enough for – the wisdom as a professional and the wisdom as a man that uh, you passed on to me. So shout out to Jeff Mathis on a great career. And then also I just want to say a quick word to uh, the Bell family um, passing a Mike Bell. He was my farm director in AZ. So that's, a, that hits a little close to home. I played for, but, or uh, for David last year in Cincinnati. So God rest your soul, Mike Bell and to the whole Bell family and baseball world, you know, you know, RP and, and that's why you don't take it for granted, man. You never know what's going to happen. And I know Mike was a great and very well-respected guy in the baseball world. So prayers to his family. No question. Very classy there. Of course, not only David's brother, but buddy's son. And yeah. uh, boy, we lost him to a, a, a quick job that cancer did. And it was, it's just, it's wrenching. There's no yeah, question tough, about man. it. 46 years old, but I appreciate you making those points. So thank you. Thank you, Archie Bradley. You always bring wonderful perspective onto this podcast, and that's that's why we love you, and that's why the fans really enjoy hearing from you. So it's always great. Keep smiling through that beard, my friend. Enjoy your first few weeks as a Philadelphia Philly, and we'll check in with you soon, okay? Hey, we'll do. Tell your son I said good, good luck tonight and uh, finish the season strong. I appreciate that. We're wrapping up our, our high school football season. I know, even though we're springtime, and then we get going right into baseball. So we, we can't wait for that as well. And I'll fill you in on that. And see, Perfect. Hopefully we'll be pitching at some point in the rotation as a freshman. That's right. We'll keep our fingers crossed on that. A uh, big shout out to Robbie Scirocco, who does an amazing job putting this podcast together. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate it. Continue to subscribe. Continue to hit your like and your thumbs up on our John Boy Media Baseball YouTube channel as well. For Archie Bradley, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation here on John Boy Media.